We need a word from you, Lord. To deal with our doubts and fears. To encourage us along the way. Father, we pray now for clarity of both communication as the word is spoken and as your word is heard. We pray now that everything that is done and said will bring glory and honor to you. Have your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Marketing Avenue moguls, salespersons, those who want your money will fool you into thinking that you need something that you really don't need. And there are many people who spend a great deal of energy trying to identify what they need, never understanding and never fully realizing that they are like the hamster on the hamster wheel who is running in place but never getting anywhere. Because there's always more that you want than you have. You get to a place in life when you realize that you don't need any more stuff and you recognize that the simple pleasures and joys in life are not found in the accumulation of creature comforts, but is really found in the meaningful relationships that you have. So you begin to shift your life focus from what do you need to who do you need. But my brothers and sisters, I submit to you today that when we ask that question, who do we need, we tend to too narrowly define those who are available to meet that need. We think about men and women in our lives. We think about relationships, whether they are familial by chance or by choice. We think about people that we love, people who love us. And what's interesting about this idea of who we need, uh, sometimes you may make the mistake of thinking that you are at a place with a person in your life and you think you can't live without them. And then when they leave against your will or against your choice, you find out you have to live without them. And you might be walking around thinking some folk can't make it without you. But I got news for you. If you close your eyes not to open them again, life will go on. It will be different. It may be tough. It may be challenging. But life will go on. The truth of the matter is there is only one that we need, that we really need, that we cannot afford to live our lives without, and that is God. Today I want to conclude the message that we started last week. Yahweh, the Lord who is all you need. Yahweh, the Lord who is all you need. I want you to circle that word all because when we say the word all, it doesn't matter what language you translate it out of or into. All is all. Everything. Or for some of you, everything. All is all-encompassing. 
that there is nothing going on in your life that you do not need God to step in, that God cannot step in and help handle for you. If you have your outlines, would you say amen? Those of you who are using your smartphones, if you go and download the I Am Hope app, you can go to Sunday on that app and you actually have a fill-in-the-blank outline there on your phone that you can operate and save and print if you like. After being oppressed in slavery for over 400 years, a word comes from God to his servant Moses. Moses has been on the backside of a Midian desert taking care of his father-in-law's sheep, Jethro. And God says, I want you to go down and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses understands that there's going to be a challenge. First of all, there are Israelites who do not know who God is. They have been in bondage for 400 years. They have only heard the stories of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they have no personal interaction, no personal history with God. The other problem is there are many who have turned to worshiping false gods. And in the worshiping of their false gods, their question is, if he is the true God, where has he been all this time? And why is he coming now? And for somebody in here, you may be asking that same question. You may be in a situation where you feel like you have been going through and it's not fair. You've been going through it too long. And you may be saying to yourself, where has God been? And why has God taken so long? Well, I believe Moses gives us an answer here in Exodus chapter 3. Now, last week, we covered two points out of this passage, and I just want to briefly run through them to give you a context for where we're going today. Number one, last week, we said, realize the Lord is all you need because he alone has the power to make anything happen you need done. The first place this word shows up that is translated Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, is in Genesis chapter 4. And it refers to the creative power of God. The word Lord there, what scholars call the tetragrammaton, the Y-H-W-H, vowel points were added later on. There's some debate as to what those vowel points should be, how the word should be pronounced, but there's no debate as to who the word is referring to. It is referring to the omnipotent, all-powerful God, and we get a glimpse of that theologically because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 4 that he created the earth and the heavens. He created all things. And that word created is the Hebrew word bara. It is used only in reference to God and only in reference to his creative ability. It speaks to the ability of God to make something out of nothing. And the good news for you and for me is that the same God who create, created something out of nothing in the heavens can do something out of nothing in your home. Even if you don't think there's anything to work with, even if you think all hope is gone, God says, will you put your faith and trust in the God who can create something out of nothing? 
So when you see nothing, I dare you to stop focusing on the nothing and start focusing on God. Second thing I shared with you on last week, realize the Lord is all you need because he knows everything you're dealing with. Nothing catches God off guard. He knows who you are. He calls the children of Israel for the first time in the Bible, my people. He knows not only who you are, he knows where you are because he saw their plight in Egypt. And I submit to you today, Egypt does not have to be a geographical location. You might be in your Egypt situation right now, never having left the city of Houston. You might be in an Egypt place, a place of bondage, a place of oppression, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It doesn't matter wherever you are, God knows where you are. So even if God knows you don't need to change your address, God knows you need to change your attitude. And see, the Lord knows what you're going through. The Bible says he saw the affliction of his people. He heard their cry. He knew their suffering. And he was ready to move on their behalf. Let's get to part two. Number one, realize... The Lord is all you need because he can bring you out of whatever you find yourself in. He can bring you out of whatever you find yourself in. Verse 7, Exodus chapter 3. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. Verse 8, here we go. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land. Go down to verse 10. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. I want you to see how loving the concern of God is. God does not require Israel to come to him in order to receive his help. The Bible says he sees them, and then he says, I have come down to them. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Somebody in here needs to understand, first of all, Moses didn't choose God. God chose Moses. And the reason that's important is because Moses would need some assurance to keep him going on even when his flesh would get weak and tired. If you go on your own to do something, even if it's a good thing, in your power, you will run short. But there are times, watch this, when God tells you to do something, you are still going to get tired. You may still get worn out. Your flesh will still get weak. You may still get tired, but you can fall back on the fact that God told you to do what you're doing. And when God tells you to do something, you never want to doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. Text says, Moses was to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. That's good news when you know that God can meet you where you are and not require you to move from where you are in order to get help from him. 
God is able to deliver you. And listen, no matter what you're going through or how long you've been there, God is still able. As a matter of fact, if you think you're there too long, maybe the question is, what has God not been able to teach you while you're there? I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, and I know I'm about to knock on somebody's door. The lesson that God wants you to learn ultimately is about him, but maybe you spent so much time focusing on what's wrong with somebody else that you haven't spent enough time looking in the mirror to see what God is trying to teach you about you. You don't have to say amen, but you should at least say ouch. Psalm 91, beginning at verse 2. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Look at Daniel 6, 27. Let's read it together. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Just like he rescued Daniel, watch this. He didn't keep Daniel from it. He kept Daniel through it. Sometimes you want a detour where God knows your greatest development will come in what you go through, not what you go around. So you've got to learn how to trust the God who is bringing you through. Here's the second thing, number two. Realize the Lord is all you need because he can bring you into the blessings he has for you. He can bring you into the blessings he has for you. Very familiar passage, verse 8, Exodus chapter 3. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The Lord comes down. He says, I came down to help my people. He came to where they were, but he didn't come to leave them where they were. He said, I am going to take you, if you follow me, to a blessing that I have for you. Now, let me just throw this in parenthetically. Between Egypt and the promised land, there was a wilderness. And you never, ever want to get stuck between a burden and a blessing. There's a journey from a burden to a blessing that you can make if you are obedient to God along the way. God says, I have a blessing that I want to take you to. I've got a blessing. I've got a place that I want to take you to, but you can't get to the blessing if you don't obey me to get out of the burden. Now, now here's the truth. We want assurances of arrival at the blessing before we give up the burden. Matter of fact, we'll keep a bad what we know rather than give it up for the potential blessing of what we don't have yet. You're going to make me put a quarter in the meter and stop there for a second. You know he's no good. 
you know she's no good. But you're so afraid to be alone with God. That you'd rather be with a bad known than a loving God alone on your way to whatever blessing God has for you. And then here's what we say. I want to see the blessing before I give this up. <laughs> you know, a bird in the hand. <laughs> Even if it's a bad hand, you know what I mean? Or a bad bird is better than the two in the bush. God, God says, I want to bring you out. I want to bring you up. And then look at the word picture to a land flowing with milk and honey. He said, first I want to bring you to a place of plenty, a place of fruitfulness, a, a place of fertility, of abundance, of productivity. I want to bring you to a blessed place where there will be no lack. I want to bring you to that place. He says, and then secondly, watch this, it's not only a place of plenty, it's a place with enough blessings to bless you all. He calls the role, he, he, the Canaanites, the, the, the Hivites, the, the Parasites, the Jebusites, right? The, the Hittites, the Amorites. He goes down the road to let them know that i got a land and a place big enough for everybody to be blessed. Can I just throw this in as a side note? God is big enough to bless more than you at one time or another. You know, one of the seven deadly sins, envy, it's a close cousin of coveting. It, coveting is when I want what you have. Envy is when I hate that you have what I don't have. And it's amazing how many of us think God can't bless somebody else and bless us at the same time. We get mad at God blessing somebody else. And I, I could be doing that. I should be doing that. I should have had him. I should have had her. I should have been that. No, no, hold on, hold on. God can bless you and bless them. Like he's big enough to bless us all. Matter of fact, if you really want to pray a prayer that God can hear and work with, your prayer might be something like this. You, Lord, you know how you bless them? Can you bless me the same way? Because if you did it for them, I know you can do it for me. I ain't mad, God. I'm not mad at how you bless them. God, can you bless me the same way? Look at 1 Corinthians 2.9. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. Let's read it together. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth. He has promised a world filled with God's righteousness. Let me get to my third and final point that I'm going to let you go. Number three, realize the Lord is all you need because God is who he says he is. Realize the Lord is all you need. I want you to circle that word is. Present tense of the verb to be is right now. Not was, not used to be, not will be. I got to wait for it to come to fruition. He is right now. 
And the isness of God existed yesterday, today, and forever. So he is all I need today. He was all I needed yesterday. And he is going to be all I need in my tomorrow. Watch what the text says. Verse 11 through 15, Exodus chapter 3. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? <laughs> now, for somebody in here, let me stop right there for a second. You miss what God wants to do in your life because you start and stop with yourself. God says, Moses, I want you to go down and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses says, who am I? Who am I, God? And because he looked at himself and recognized his perceived inability, he could not recognize the ableness of God. He says, who am I? Who am I that I should go to tell Pharaoh this? Who am I that I could bring these children out? And God basically says to Moses, it's not about you. You're talking about who am I? It's not about you. It's about who's with you. God says, I am with you. You're not going by yourself. You think I would put this in your hands? I'm not going to put this in your hands without my help. You are a tool, Moses, that I'm going to use, but you're not the power for the tool. Look at somebody and tell them it's not about you. It, now, now, let me tell you something. It's amazing how much we make about ourselves. Like the world revolves around me. So let me uh, be transparent with you. It was a season here um, at the church that I went through a, a time of depression. Um, I, I really didn't know I was depressed until after I came out. But I was, I was fighting, I was battling. I mean, it was, it was a really hard period, things going on in my life personally, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying, I'm asking God to help me, and, and man, it just seems like I'm by myself. I, I feel like I'm losing ground, and I didn't feel like I had anybody I could talk to, anybody I could share with, um, in, in part because that was the trick of the enemy to let me think I was the only one that had ever been through this and the only one that was going through it. And I, I called a friend of mine, uh, Vincent Parker, pastors the Golden Gate Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Vince is one of my best friends in the world. We went seminary together, graduated together. And I called him, and he said, man, how's it going? And I just unloaded. I just, man, telling him all this stuff going on, and I, I don't know, I may have talked 10 or 15 minutes. He didn't get a word in. I was just talking. And he finally said, he said, DZ, he said, all you did was talk about yourself. He said, you ain't say nothing about God. And then he said, it's not about you. He said, all you did was talk about you, and it's not about you. 
It's about God and how God uses us. Now, I don't know how many of you have a good friend that'll tell you what you need to hear even though you don't want to hear it. Right? Because most of us look for a second opinion until we find the second opinion that agrees with our opinion. But he told me what I needed to hear even though I didn't want to hear it. And I remember going to God in prayer. I remember going to God in prayer. I mean, I'm, I'm going to God and I am, I, when I tell you, I mean, I am, I am on my face before God. I'm repenting. I'm telling God how sorry I was. And, and, and I'm going back and I'm saying, Lord, the last three years, man, have been so hard at the church for me. I mean, it's been tough. I, man, I'd cry on Friday, cry on Saturday, wore out on, on Sunday and find something to make me cry on television on Sunday. And then I was just wiped out on Monday and tried to get back in the office on Tuesday. And it was like that. I mean, it just seemed like forever. And I'm telling God, and I literally said this to God. I said, God, I'm sorry for the last three years. I'm sorry that I haven't been able to give you my best. I'm sorry that I, I wasn't I wasn't as good as I was when I first got here, and I've just been struggling to make it. God, I'm sorry. Lord, please forgive me. That Sunday, I came to church, and I used to come in this side door over here, and my key didn't work. So I had to come around. This was before 8 o'clock service. I had to come around and come through the sanctuary. When I hit the parking lot right up here, a lady called to me out in the parking lot. She said, Pastor. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, my God. She said, what a blessing. She said, you know, I never get a chance to talk to you after service because I know you're running and getting ready for the next service. She said, I, I just thank God for this opportunity. She said, I just want you to know how much God has blessed me at this church through your preaching. I said, you, you, don't, you don't know how, how much of a blessing it is to hear you say that this morning. She said, oh, my God. She said, every Sunday I come, you speak a word into my life. Sometimes I think you got bugs in my kitchen. You listening. <laughs> You're in my bedroom. You're on the telephone. I mean, I can, oh, my God. She said, I come and you just speak into my life. She said, and I just want you to know how much my life has changed since I've been coming to Good Hope. And I just want to tell you thank you. I never get a chance to tell you. I just want to tell you thank you. And I said, wow. I said, man, you don't know how much of a blessing that is today. I said, by the way, I said, how long have you been coming to Good Hope? She said, the last three years. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, it's not about you. It's not about your ability, it's about your availability. Are you willing to be used by God? And there's somebody in here, God, oh God, help me today. Somebody in here right now, you keep on talking about what you can't do, what you haven't had the opportunity to do, and God is saying, where's your availability? God says, don't worry about what hasn't happened in the past. Why are you continuing to allow the pain of your past to dictate the blessings of your present? God says to 
Moses, it's not about you. Moses says, well, I got a second question, God. He said, when I get down there and I tell him that you told me to come, they're going to ask me if you talk to God, because you know how your people are. They're going to say, if you talk to God, what's his name? He said, I don't know what, what to tell them. What, what am I going to tell them when they ask me, what's your name? And God says, verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, here's what happens. Moses understood that there were a generation in, the will, in, in, in Egypt who didn't know God in a personal way. They had not seen his miracles. They had only heard stories about God. But they had not seen the power of God manifested in their presence. And so here's what God understood. When they ask for his name, God basically says to Moses, reintroduce me to my people. Because when you reintroduce me to my people and they know my name, they will remember my person. And when they know my person, they'll know my power. You ever seen anybody introduce somebody and they may some, say something like this, they'll start reading off some things from their CV or their resume or their bio. And then they may say something like this. I want to introduce to some and present to others. Because there are others that know even if they don't remember. And then there are others who have no knowledge and no remembrance. If they did not remember his person, how could they appreciate and respond properly to God's presence, to God's promises, and to God's power? If they didn't remember who God was, when God said move, how would they obey him? I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that there's somebody in here who may need to be reintroduced to who God is. I'm not saying you don't know him. I'm just saying you're living like you don't remember who he is. Who is it? I am. I am that I am. This, this word, haya, heya, it, it emphasizes the God who made the covenant, but not only made the covenant, the God who can keep the covenant who specializes in keeping it day by day. He says, tell him I am has sent you. Now, now I want you to see a New Testament parallel to this Old Testament passage. The disciples are on the boat, fourth watch of the night, somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 p.m. The Bible says Jesus told them to go to the other side. They got in the boat. They're heading to the other side of the lake of Gennesaret, which is also the Sea of Galilee. Same body of water, just viewed from a different perspective. And the Bible says the storm starts raging. They can't go forward anymore because of the storm, and they're too far out to go backwards. They're stuck in the storm, and the Bible says they see somebody coming to them. They see an image. They think it's a ghost. They are afraid. And then they hear the words of Jesus, be of good cheer, right? Don't be afraid, it is I. 
the be of good cheer and the don't be afraid that are at the ends are all dependent upon what's in the middle. It is I. Come on here. If you like an Oreo cookie, the two pieces are fine, but you better have that cream in the middle. Right? He says, it is I. It is I. In the Greek, ego ami. It is the same phrase that appears in the Hebrew scriptures, the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures called the Septuagint. Same passage when God says in the Septuagint, tell him I am, he literally says, ego I me. In other words, I am is here. Here's what Jesus says. Your storm is raging. You can't get any further, but guess what? I am can get to you. When you're going through trials and tribulations in life and you are ready to give up, guess what he says? I am is here. Some of y'all still missing it. He says, I am the great I am. And because I am the great I am, I'm the same God today that I was back then. You may have thought I left you. No, the same God who brought you is the same God who is with you. The same God who is with you is the same God who can keep you. You will never know God is all you need until God is all you have. And somebody in here ought to bless them right now because you're at that place in life when folk have walked out who said they would never leave you, when people who said they would always have your back are stabbing you in the back, and God is all you have, you will find out God is all you, all you need. I wish I had one or two witnesses in here. God is the great I am. He's the God who can anoint you. He's the great I am who can bless you. He's the great I am who cares about you. He's the great I am who can deliver you. He's the great I am who can forgive you. He's the great I am who will give you joy in your sorrow. He's the great I am who can give you peace in your storm. He's the great I am who is marvelous and merciful. He's the great I am who can make a way out of no way. Somebody ought to bless his name because he is the great I am. Yes! Yes! All powerful. The great I am. Make a way out of no way. The great I am. Keep you when you need to be kept. The great I am. Somebody in here tomorrow to give them some glory. Because watch this. There's somebody in here, you've been kept by him, and you didn't even realize you have being kept by him. <laughs> you thought you were smart enough. You thought you were making it on your own. You thought you had some kind of intestinal fortitude. And it was the great I am in your midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, yes. 
He says, I am that I am. He says, you are what? Whatever you need me to be. Just, I am dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I don't know your situation, but I know God knows. I don't know what you're going through, but I know God knows. I don't know what you're wrestling with, but I know God knows. I don't know how long you've been in the battle, but I know God knows. Ah. He is the great I am. Is there anybody in here who can say he is the great I am? And he wants to be in your life. Who he was for Israel and who he can be right now. Come on, if you can and if you will, stand on your feet for a moment. Come on, bless his name. Go ahead. Mark, go ahead. Bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Bless his name for who he is. Bless his name for who you are letting him be in your life right now. Let him be the great I am in your life right now. Come on, praise him. Say, we will worship the Lord. We will worship the Lord.
Come on, give God some praise today. Yeah. Somebody say, you are the great I am. Yeah. If you're here today, you've never asked God into your life, I want to give you an opportunity today to say yes to the Lord. There are men and women who are coming forward, standing all around, upstairs and down, to my left and to my right, to show you how to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life privately. If you're here looking for a church home and you believe this is where God wants you to be, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Man, we're a church in process. We're a pastor in process. We're trying to become all that God wants us to be. And we welcome you to join us on the journey. If you're looking for perfection, I promise you, you're not going to find it. And if you do, don't join because you're going to mess it up. Amen. We, we need to be a people committed to becoming what God wants us to be through our ups and our downs, our ins and our outs, that we are growing in our grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you're here, you need Christ in your life. If you're here and you're looking for a church home, we're going to sing some more. Those of you who knows the words of the song, sing with us. We're going to praise him while you come. We're not going to look at you funny. You don't have to say anything before the congregation. We're just going to rejoice when you come. All right? Come on, let's sing it. For he is. For he is the great I am. For he is the great I am. For he is the great I am. Come on, let's sing it to him. For you are. For you are the great I am. your hands towards our sister father we bless you and thank you for our sister and her beautiful baby that she's holding today god you know what you have brought her through and how she got to this place and we pray god that just like you could find israel where they are and help them walk to their proverbial promised land we pray god that you would encourage her to know that her best days are in front of her use this church use this ministry to help her grow in you so she can become more and more like you want her to be. Where our prayers fall short, we ask you to make up the difference. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Let's encourage our sister today. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Good hope it's time for the offering. Amen.
Amen. We're going to worship the Lord in giving, and then we'll follow that with our, uh, we have a baby dedication today, and then we'll close on our announcements. Uh, but as we prepare to worship the Lord in giving, I want you to know that in giving, you literally become a partner in the kingdom building work of Jesus Christ through this church. Um, yesterday, we, we didn't have our food giveaway because there were some mix-ups with the food bank, but we will be launching our food pantry on Wednesday, and we will be distributing groceries at least one day a week, sometimes more than that. Come on, somebody give God some praise for that. Um, but that food bank partnership calls for an investment of our treasure. Uh, the work that we did yesterday uh, to bless the families and, the, and 500 men or thereabouts on yesterday to give them an opportunity to, to, to get a picture of their health and to talk to them about some other matters. None of those things could happen here at the Good Hope Church without you, without your giving. And, and I will tell you this, you know, you might be sitting there thinking, well, y'all been getting it done without me so far. We can get so much more done. Listen, the only way we could go from 80 men being tested two years ago to over 500, 400 men. And when we get the final count, I think we're going to be right at 500 men get tested. It's because greater ministry requires greater commitment. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're, we're changing lives all over the world. Pastor Sloan and his wife will be going to Uganda. He's praying about what God has for him in this next season of his life. Man, we, we, we're excited. Talk to Pastor um, Clemens and, and what they're doing. They're about to go into their new facility. We're going to go down and celebrate with them. But, but these, are part of, these are part and parcel ministries that we support. And they happen because of your giving. And so when you give, I want you to recognize it's more than just dollars and cents. It's, it's kingdom impact, kingdom influence, kingdom significance. All right? Now, you can give in one of several ways. Uh, you can give via cash or check. You can also text the give if you'd like to give that way. You can also give via our app, I Am Hope app. Uh, you can also give via Givelify or push pay. You decide how you want to give, but we ask you to give as God has blessed you and give as God has prospered you, all right? And listen, while we get ready to give, man, make sure you download the app, uh, the I Am Hope app. Make sure you download that app. That is going to be our, our most important communicative tool. Uh, storm is raging here. It may be sunny on your side, but you know if the storm is raging here, you won't be able to get back to your sunshine on that side of town, right? So we're using our app and our website to get that information out. I think about seven to 800 people have downloaded it, but I want to encourage you to make sure you download it. And when you download it, check it out. Amen. All right, let's worship the Lord in giving.
Shad and Karanda Como, they are dedicating baby number two. Shad Elijah Como. Grandparents, godparents, if you would come forward along with family members and friends who are present, we invite you to come as well. Um, if there's a family photographer, you have free access. You can come up on the platform if you need to, to get the once-in-a-lifetime shot. Amen. Praise God. So all of you who are part of this group uh, can remember when uh, Shad and Karanda were, as sociologists would call them, dinks. Dink is double income, no kids. <laughs> they come and go as they please, eat out every night, do whatever they want to do. <laughs> then the cheering came, and everything changed, right? We're certainly thankful to God for the blessings that he has given to this family. We have watched them grow. We've watched Shad and Karanda go, grow together as a couple. And then we've watched them grow as a family as well. And so today we come to thank God, to recognize who the giver of the gift is, and then to ask God's blessings upon them and upon Lung, young Shad. Matthew chapter 19, verse 13 through 15, the New Living Translation reads, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Um, at our last baby dedication, a young lady walked up to me and said, Well, how, how old is the oldest child that can be dedicated to the Lord? I said, I, I don't know. How old are they? And she said, Well, two. I said, Well, yeah, bring them up. I know some 22 we need to lay hands on. So I'm, 
Got some grown children that want to be dedicated to the Lord. We can do that too, you know. Uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, it is really never too early or too late to make a commitment of your life to the Lord. And I'm grateful for these parents who by faith stand on behalf of their children fulfilling their parental responsibility to raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And those of you who are part of this literal village who will provide love and nurturing and support beyond what these parents will give, that you are making this commitment as well. The family is a divine institution ordained of God. Children are a heritage from God. The Bible says they are a blessing from the Lord. The world treats children like they are a burden, like they get in the way of the lifestyle of the parents, but they are a blessing from God. And it's important that all parents recognize their obligation and responsibility to God in this matter. Shad Eric Como and Karanda K. Como present to the Lord today Shad Elijah Como, who was born February the 28th, 2019. And we come today to acknowledge the blessings that God has placed upon this family. I have a charge for all of you who are present, the parents and all who make up this village, because you will play a role in the raising of this child. All of us can think back to the people in our lives beyond our parents, the play aunts, the play uncles, the play mamas, Mr. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, whose words spoken into our lives made an indelible impression far beyond what they thought or what you ever realized was happening at that moment. Now, if they did that by accident, imagine how much more powerful your words and your actions will be if you do it on purpose. In the sight of God and in the presence of these witnesses, mother and father, Shad and Karanda, do you promise to raise Shad in the fear and admonition of the Lord? If so, answer, we do. Do you promise to seek to lead him to accept Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord at an early age? If so, answer, we do. Do you promise as much as possible to set before him a godly example of consistent Christian living? If so, answer, we do. Those of you who make up the village, do you make the commitment to as much as possible set before young Shad a godly example and to help him grow in the fear and admonition of the Lord? Answer, if you agree, we do. The Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, through its pastor, accepts this child in dedication and assumes responsibility before God to help these parents raise this child in the fear and admonition of the Lord and to provide an age-appropriate, generationally relevant teaching experience so that Shad can learn about God in the way that he can understand and comprehend. Would you join hands with one another, those of you who are part of this village, those of you who are close, 
join hands and lay your hands on Shad and Karanda as we go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you today for the privilege to be able to come to you in prayer on behalf of the Como family. We thank you, God, for the blessing of young Shad Elijah Como. We thank you, God, because he was prayed for before he arrived. He was prayed for while he was on the way. And he was prayed for and is still being prayed for after his arrival. God, we ask you to assign your very best available angel to watch over him right now in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for the grandparents and godparents who will become supporters and provide support for young Shad, uh, their ability to affirm, their ability to encourage. Uh, even when young Shad may not understand directly what mama or daddy is saying, they will be there to be that support mechanism that will make all the difference in the world. We pray now, God, for Karanda. We pray, pray for her and her relationship with her son. She will be the first love of his life. Uh, she will be the woman who will set the, the mark, set the benchmark for how he will interact with women and the kind of woman that he is going to look for and settle with. We pray for his father. We pray for his father who will be the first hero of his life who will be the man who he will look up to, the man whose footsteps he will want to follow in, the man who will set an example for how he will see the world, how he treats women he will learn from how he sees his father treat his mother. And we pray now, God, for that relationship. God, we thank you because we have learned and some in our generation have learned the hard way that the acquisition of goods doesn't make up for an investment of time. And so we pray, God, that they will always make time to invest in and to love their children because at the end of this age, nothing will matter beyond the time that we spent. We ask your blessings now upon young Shad. Bless him, Lord, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. God, what you have for his life, we pray that you would bring it to pass. Watch over him and keep him when mom and daddy are not around as he grows older and he needs to be kept from hurt, harm, and danger, seen and unseen. God, protect him. Watch over him because of these prayers that are prayed today. And where our prayers fall short, we ask you to make up a difference. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Yeah. Man, God bless you. You may be seated. What a great baby. Boy, I tell you. He didn't say a word. He just like, I know it's all about me. I'm cool with that. I'm good. Baby girl sitting over there, she's like, I had my turn. You have it, little brother. I know what you're going through. Master Control, we're in your hands, and then we'll get ready to go.
Theater Under the Sun presents the stage play The Question Is, Saturday, October 12th at 5 p.m. Doors open at 4 p.m. For more information, go to goodhope.org forward slash the question or call 713-524-6578. We hope to see you there. Download our new I Am Hope mobile app in order to get or stay connected to our Good Hope family. To download the new app, you can visit our website at goodhope.org and click on the banner. Or you can text Good Hope NBC app to 77977. Or you can scan the QR code on the posters in the lobby or center for hope. Or you can also search Good Hope NBC or I Am Hope in your Apple or Google Play store. Let's continue to take hope to the world. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world. All right, just one additional announcement I want to make. There are several of you who wanted to buy tickets last week to the Brims and Brunch on the Bayou benefiting Hope for Families Youth Empowerment Program. Um, You can pick up your tickets today. You can also use Push Pay or Givelify. All of the proceeds are going to Hope for Families as we continue our work with young people. Now we're formalizing some things, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, as we move forward, I, I, I can't even tell you, man, God has just been doing some really, really strategic things, moving people into some strategic places, um, including in the juvenile department. And it's going to allow us to really help change the lives of some young people before they get too far down the wrong track. And we're excited about that opportunity. Amen. Amen. So um, please, ma'am, please, sir, buy a ticket supported it if you can't come buy a ticket buy a ticket for a senior or somebody else but it's going to be a great event and uh, you can get tickets over in the center for hope over by the security desk i think is where they are they still over there by security yes where the children's ministry sits in where the daycare is where the children's ministry uh checks in all right so i want to encourage you to go over there and um and pick up a couple of tickets and you'll be blessed. It's, the event is this Saturday. This Saturday, okay? So please, ma'am, please, sir, do that. All right? Pastor Chris Johnson, come on up and, uh, and take us on home. Amen. Y'all thank God for Pastor Johnson, man. He, I, I got to tell you, he did a tremendous job in making sure our event got off on last week. I was doing some some traveling during some critical times, and he was texting me, and we were emailing, and he was, man, on the phone and, and following through. And yesterday was a testimony to his hard work and the hard work of our staff, our church administrator, Jessica, and, and uh, Brother Travis Rucker, our operations guy. Man, it was so smooth. I promise you, it was handled so smooth. I didn't realize how many men had come through because we never saw more than 20 or 30 at a time. And as they came in, they went out. And, man, the nurses did a tremendous job. Uh, The phlebotomists did a tremendous job. And I'm just really thankful to the Lord. And I'm counting on, you know, us saving saving a lot of lives on yesterday. All right? Come on, y'all say amen for Pastor Johnson. 
we'd like to ask our first, second, or third time visitors to stand. Do we have any first, second, or third time visitors here? Any first, second, or third time visitors? Amen. Amen. Can we give it up? We want to thank you all for coming to Good Hope. We hope that a hug, a smile, a handshake uh, was a warm welcome. If not, we promise we will do better. Uh, if you look to the front, you'll see one of the lovely ladies holding a sign. If you will follow them out of the exit, uh, they're going to take you to the Center of Hope, and we have a few gifts that we'd like to give you. Thank you so much for visiting our church with us today. Can we give them a, a hand clap? Thank you. Just a few brief reminders uh, for us on uh, this week. We want to stay in prayer, or we ask that you would be in prayer for those impacted by Tropical Storm uh, Imelda. Uh, we also want to announce that Hope for Family Families is doing a food pantry training, and it's going to be in the fellowship hall today at 12 noon. And so if you want to participate uh, in our food pantry training, we'll be doing it at 12 o'clock uh, in the fellowship hall in the Center of Hope. Also, we'll have midweek Bible studies this Wednesday, uh, 12 p.m. noon and also 7 p.m. Uh, we also want to ask that you remember our sick and shut-in members, uh, and we also want to ask that you would keep our bereaved families in prayer, especially the family uh, of Dr. Elliot Mallory Green and also the Hayes family. Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, may we stand and let us be dismissed. Let's go to God in prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. God, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the preached word that we received on today. God, we thank you for the praise and the worship that was sung to you. God, we pray now that our praise and worship would reach the canopy of heaven that a potpourri of blessings would rain down on us. God, we pray now that throughout the week we are an accurate representation of you. We thank you so much for who you are and what you are doing in our lives. We thank you that you are the great I am. It's in Jesus' name we pray and let the church say amen. Have a good week. Take care.